Hello, welcome to her Wild Side Hockey Podcast. I am Mickey, your hostess, aka Hockey She Wrote on social media. And welcome to episode two. There is a lot to talk about today. I have like two pages of notes. That's I have a whole notebook here of stuff to talk about. Um, I guess the first thing I wanted to say is I think it's kind of fun to learn a little bit about podcast hosts. So today I thought I would just give a quick little uh, insight into my handle on social media. So I go by Hockey She Wrote, which is a play on Murder She Wrote, which if you have not watched is probably one of the best television series that has ever been made. But the reason I chose that is because not only do I write about hockey, I also am an indie author and I write cozy mysteries. So I combine them both and hockey she wrote. If you are interested in cozy mysteries at all, I'm not going to push them here, but I will put a link to my Amazon page where I write under a pen name. So just in case you're interested. There's one other thing that I want to get out of the way before we dive into the last week of the wild. And that is the devastating accident that happened in England. Um, Adam Johnson, we, it's, I don't even know what to say. I was devastated this morning to wake up to the news. And I think anyone is, anyone in the hockey world is going to be devastated. I, before Yesterday, I had no idea who he was, but he's part of the hockey family. And uh, I also just wanted to say that if anybody was there or saw the video and you are having trouble and you're struggling mentally, please see somebody for help. Please. You do not have to struggle in silence. Now, I want to move on to happier things because we don't need to dwell on, on it. Um so in my notes, I'm going to start with, there have been a lot of call-ups for the wild in the past week since I, since I recorded last time. And I guess I'm going to say I'm recording this on Sunday before the game against the Devils. So the first one that they, they called up Vinny Letary after they sent Sammy Walker back down, which was a bit of a disappointment, they did call up Letary. And I think one of the best parts of that was that they were actually connecting in Minneapolis to get back to Iowa. And so Vinny Letary stayed at the airport and his grandpa Lou Nanny picked him up. And I thought that was just so sweet. Then they called up Damon Hunt as insurance for their uh, road trip. And I was very excited to see him have his first NHL game. He only played like five minutes. And, you know, uh, but I think that's such a dream come true for all these young hockey players. I was ecstatic to see him out there. And he was even next to Jonas Brodeen, who just a legend. Now, who knows? We, we most likely will not see him again today in the game that's going to happen this afternoon. But the re, they went 11-7, and that was just enough to get him in for a few minutes. Then the other, the, probably the biggest news this week was that they were putting Spurgeon on uh, – long-term injured reserve, and they called up Jujar Kara from Iowa also. Now, a lot of people were a little freaked out by Spurgeon being on long-term, but they did it retroactively from when he was first injured. And he was first injured in preseason. So um, I assume that means that it goes back to the first wild game is when it would start. But that means that he is eligible as of November 4th. 
So that's coming up. I believe that's a Saturday. Don't quote me on that. Uh, but he will, he should be, as long as he is no longer injured, obviously, he should be available on as of like Saturday's game. And if that's the case, uh, we have some hope. There's light at the end of the tunnel for the blue line because they've been a little back and forth and back. So those are the three call-ups that we have, which I'm going to also say that we need to remember we are playing with, you know, three and actually four because we have Dakota Mermis up too. We are playing with four AHL players and they are better ones, obviously. But not only that, we also have two of our most important players out, Spurgeon and Boldy. We've also got Alex Goligoski, who is a veteran who can step in and play the minutes he needs to. He is out. And then we just have the normal $14 million of dead cap space. So I think when it comes to these, these games where they don't play so well, you have to remember the, the state that the team is in. And I will say, I liked how they were looking against the Capitals. But let's not start there. We're going to start, first of all, one thing that I also noticed this week is there are two members of the Wild who both shaved their beards. So Gus Bus came in. He had let in you know, somewhere around like 12 goals in the last two games he had played. He was going to start again and he shaved clean shaven. I did love someone commented that he looks like pastor Gustafson. And I, I love it. Like I said, in, uh, from the green carpet, you know, he looked like a nice Easter suit and, uh, now he's got the, the clean shaven and it worked for a game. He won that start and then didn't work anymore. So, uh, I hope he doesn't shave his head. I don't think that's necessary. But it's just kind of a, you know, did it work? Kind of. And then Hartman also shaved his beard. And the interesting thing about that, it was it was right after his hat trick. So he had the night where he had the hat trick. He had came out with five points. He shaved his beard. And then in the next two games, he only had one point. So another, his beard shaving really did him nothing. I always just think it's interesting because sometimes that will, that's why they do it is to try and change their luck. Um, Look at Artemi Panarin, you know, and his shaving his head. Uh, anyway, it's a kind of a drastic step. I wonder if they're going to try something different. New suits, new socks. I don't know. So uh, I'm going to dive in also now to the frozen frenzy. Now, the NHL is always trying to grow the game. And one of the things they did was the frozen frenzy. I'm going to be honest, I did not watch the Frozen Frenzy as a lot of people did with, you know, all the games and the and uh, the hosts coming in and talking about it. And I, uh, I didn't watch it, although I heard that was really cool. But one thing I want to say is if you're going to grow the game, then why did they structure it as Monday, one game, Tuesday, 16 games, everybody plays, Wednesday, one game. It just feels like they should have spread things, like keep Tuesday with everybody, but they could have had one or two more games going on on the days, you know, on either end of it. And the other thing that I did not like about it was the fact that we were playing another central time team. We were playing Edmonton Oilers, same time zone central. Why did we have to start at 8 p.m.? You know, I'm not a night person. I need to go to bed. And 7 p.m. is the best start. I think earlier, sure, but 8 p.m. just doesn't do it for me. 
Anyway, the Edmonton Oilers game, great. It was great. What else can we say? We've got uh, Hartman, like I said, had a hat trick. Amazing. And two other points for five points. I always love a game with a hat trick. And the last one that I went to with my brother was last year. Uh, one of the Matt Boldy ones, he had that span of, you know, like a month where he was just putting goals in like crazy. So this was one of the hat tricks he had during that time. And funny enough, my brother and I, we always like to visit the little hockey lodge on club level before we sit down before each game. And my brother had found another hat that he liked. So he had bought this hat. He was wearing that. He had the other one in the bag. And then hat trick, he was a little sad because he liked his other hat, but he threw it on the ice. But he has neglected now. I said, what you should do every game is to buy a new hat because that might be kind of the trick to it. He has not taken me up on that. We'll see. But Oilers game, top line looked a lot better. And they do seem to be coming to life slowly. I know Kirill is still a little hard on himself and I wish he wouldn't be. He is still putting up points, even if he's not the one putting the puck in the net. He's still putting up points. He is still there. And, you know, he's looking better and better. Uh, Middleton also that night was doing fantastically. He had a three-point night, which is a career high for him. He is coming off a career year last year. And I would love if this was another career year for him, if he even went more and bigger and better than that. Now, I think part of that is we're going to need Jared Spurgeon to be back in order for that to happen. But like I said, that could be coming very soon. Now that night he was skating next to Kalen Addison and Addison again has been kind of back and forth. He's, we're trying to, we want him to see more, uh, more defense from him in our offensive zone. He is, you know, doing good, uh, good on the power play, but that game, he was looking good on both ends of the ice. Now Oilers game, that was goal two for Marco, Marco Rossi, we are supporting Marco Rossi in everything he does. He had the second goal of the season. And I think the fact that that was only, uh, I'm going to spitball because I didn't count how many games, you know, seven, eight games into the season. And he has two goals. And you look at last year. I it just, I love it. I love this for him. Now, the one thing that I thought was really funny was during that Oilers game, there were four too many men on the ice penalties and three of them were against the Oilers. And, you know, this is not to insult, but do the Oilers know how to count? Because I think they've been struggling. And if their struggles are with counting, they need to look at that. Now, one thing I think is funny is I went to the Minnesota wild app to check for the too many men calls and make sure I knew how many there were. And, you know, they do not list bench miners in their play-by-play -play or like in their nowhere uh, in their recap of the game, which was odd. I had to go to the NHL app, which we all know how that's going right now, just to see how many there were because they were absolutely not even listed. Something to think about. So uh, Minwilds, if your app developer is here, that's something to think about. So next we had the Flyers. We were against the Philadelphia Flyers, which, uh, can I just tell you in my episode one, I know that I said Pittsburgh Flyers and we all make mistakes. Uh, so just grant me a mistake. 
I, I, I did know, I do know the difference that like Pittsburgh and Philadelphia, I know they are different cities. I know that they each have a team. I know which one is where I just was filming my first podcast and that's just what happens. Anyway, the Flyers game. Okay. I'm just going to say I have never, ever been so tempted to shut off a Minnesota Wild game as I was this Flyers game. Ever. I've talked about my brother and I have a rule that we do not leave hockey games early. You are there from the beginning to the end. You watch it all. And even he this weekend was telling me that he also was having trouble just keeping his eyes on it. That was a rough, a rough game. Now, I kind of was hoping it wouldn't be because we had that interesting uh, opening face-off where uh, Pat Maroon and Nicholas Delorier were both put out for an opening face-off. And Michael Russo on Twitter had talked about, he, he saw them kind of conspiring during warmups. So we knew what was going to happen. But two seconds into the game, uh, as someone else on Twitter said, what do you have, like, what are you beefing about at that point in time? And I do think that they both were just trying to, especially probably Maroon, trying to just, you know, let's get these these teams going. Let's really get the boys going. And I, I hate that for Pat Maroon because it didn't work. It didn't work. They came right out to a slow start, absolutely slow start. They did start to pick it up. And then the second came and it was so sloppy. There were turnovers like crazy. It was just hard to watch. I will say there were three notable players who did very well, especially compared to everybody else. And that was Mermis, Dakota Mermis, who is holding his own and uh, I think doing pretty well as a nightly wild defenseman right now. We also had Marco Rossi doing well. He has been doing well the whole season. Uh, He started good and he's only getting better. And then Marcus Foligno had a good game and he's somebody else that he really struggled last year offensively. He's come back. And while he's only scored a couple, I, I, you know, I want to say one or two goals, some assists, uh, he's doing well, but anyway, let's forget about that game. Cause I'm, I'm done. I'm done with the flyers game. I don't, I don't want to talk about that. Now we also had the Washington capitals game. I first want to say Kevin Gorg, I don't know if it was between the first and second or the second and the third. He said that he talked to Darby Hendrickson before they came out to the bench and Darby used the word adroit. And I wanted, I wish I could ask him if Darby actually used that word or if uh, K train decided to use that word in kind of the um, summarizing what Darby had said. Just an interesting note, uh, a word that you don't hear during hockey games. So uh, adroit, that can be your word for the day. Go look it up, A-D-R-O-I-T, adroit. But this Capitals game, five on five, we're great. That is where we have struggled. You know, one of the first games, oh, was it the Canadians game against the Canadians, the Habs, where all the points that the wild got were on special teams. That was the two shorthanded goals. And then two, you know, two, three power play goals. Everything was special teams. This game 
five on five was where we were at. And that's exciting because obviously you want to play the game at five on five. You don't want to depend on special teams. And this is the first game where I feel like you can really see Marco Rossi's potential. You know, he's had a hard road of it. He had COVID and then he had myocarditis. He could not work out for, you know, a year. He lost all of that time of his development. He also was just mentally, that was really hard for him because myocarditis is dangerous, can be very dangerous. And, you know, he had the potential then. And I think a lot of people were struggling to see what did we see in him? What was, you know, how is he supposed to look? And this feels like, that felt like the first game where we could see exactly the kind of player that Rossi is going to be because he is still, he's, he's ground floor right now. He is, he's got so much potential. That was the game. He scored his third goal, which was again, super exciting. He um, was just so strong on the puck and he was not shying down from physical battles. He was in the corner. He was on the boards. He was battling his way out front. It was the Rossi that we want to see. And I hope that tonight when, or today, when we turn on this game, that we are going to see that Rossi again. Now, the hard part is this did end with a shootout. And I've got two things to say about this shootout. Number one, how dare they have a shootout without Freddie Goudreau because he is the ace in the pocket. Is that the saying? It's my saying. And he is, I mean, how? You know, they should have been like, I think because Freddie Goudreau is not here, I think we play a 10-minute three-on-three. Because you know what? He just, Freddie and shootout, they just go together. And the other thing I have to say, everyone is like, oh, why did Dean Anderson put on Pat Maroon? My theory, this is a theory, I do not have a direct line to Dean Everson. I did not call him up or text him, is that by that time, that was a make or break. You know, before that, for the most part, it was all like, oh, if you make it, that's great. It wasn't like a, like the deciding. But by that point, I think Everson knew that he needed someone who if he missed, was not going to take it so hard. I mean, look, Pat Maroon has been through a lot in his hockey career. He's been playing for a long time. And while obviously he's going to be disappointed when he doesn't score, I think he can handle that stress more than some of the other players could. And I think once they were down that far in the shootout list and already being without some of their best shootout guys, you know, Boldy and Goudreau. And just at that point, it was kind of like, you know what, if Maroon scores, that's amazing. And if he doesn't, he is a professional and he knows how to handle it. So I, that's just my two cents. Obviously, like I said, I have no inside knowledge. All right. Now I'm going to get to something that we all need to discuss because I've watched it 25 times since yesterday. And that is the Minnesota wild ASMR video. Um, so I will say I am not an ASMR person. I'm not against it. Like I just don't, I don't know. I just don't want, I have kids, you know, I don't have a ton of time, but 
the first thing that I wanted to ask is I would love to ask how many of these players that did, were in this video, how many of them knew what ASMR was before they did this video? I, ha I have a feeling one, maybe two, but one for sure. And that one is Dewar, Connor Dewar. He knew exactly what to do for an ASMR video. So if he doesn't watch them, then he takes stage direction very well. And I feel like maybe he will take this video as some um, inspiration to make his own ASMR videos because he looked very into it. He was very soothing. He had the little smirk. He knew exactly how to do the little Velcro and how fast. And I do think that he could convince Duhame to be his co-host. That would be an interesting, an interesting uh, channel to watch. Now, you know, next we had Marcus Foligno, the moose, with the perpetual smile. He just, as he opened that Mick Golden, and he was just so delighted with himself and with what he was doing. And I love that. And as someone else has mentioned, he is 100% golden retriever energy. You can just see that. He is just happy to help. He is happy to do whatever they need him to do. He will be in the Gus Bus commercial. He will do ASMR. He will submerge himself in a lake if they need him to. He will do anything for this team. Now, Brandon Duhame, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to say that for all the times that I have heard him screaming on the ice or on the bench. And like Kevin Gorg said, scre screeching, was it screeching? Shrieking from the bench. I would not have thought that he could do such a soothing voice. Uh, he really did. He really gave a soothing, uh, a soothing voice that was nice to listen to, which is why I think he could be a co-host with Dewar. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to leave that there. I was a little, so there's, there were two Middleton clips in this video. And the first was when he uh, said, you're unstoppable. And then you could tell that he giggled and they, they quickly cut. And then he was wrapping the stick for a little bit. And I have a feeling that there is no more usable footage of Jake Middleton because I am guessing that he giggled the entire rest of the time. Like he has one of the best little teehees. And there's probably a lot of footage of that, which I would love to see. And I heard somewhere the admin was saying that there is a lot on the cutting room floor that they're going to release. And um, if you're listening, I'd like you to release that this week. Because uh, I would love to watch that and the Gus Bus bloopers and outtakes. And then we had one. I like that they had some of the guys do the ASMR in their native languages. And I'm just going to say, like, hey, uh, Jonas Brodine, if you want to speak some more Swedish to me, that's fine. I was, I didn't know Swedish could be so soothing. And then we had Flower. And I kind of have a feeling that he probably did, had some giggles too. But I, I appreciate that he took the ASMR idea with the, the goalie helmet. And then he ran with it and he made it his own. He was doing the bongos and he was like, you know what? I'm not just going to do ASMR. I'm going to do ASMR music. 
And then there was Gus Bus, also with the goalie helmet. And he knew what he was doing. The little, you know, the, the fingers across, like the fingernails across the, the cage. But the best part, I thought, I had never noticed before. But at the very end of the Gus Bus clip, he smiled. And he has, like, the cutest snaggletooth. Just, like, so cute. So just, you know, look for it at the very end of when he's doing the goalie helmet. And it's adorable. I appreciated uh, the soothing vocals that came along with the chaotic visual of John Merrill. Johnny Vibes, honestly, like, perfect nickname for him. Because, you know, the wild hair, he's... It's everywhere. He's missing the tooth. He's got the facial hair. Just, you know, chaotic. He is chaos. But he was very soothing with his vocals. And I appreciated that uh, dichotomy. Now, Freddie Goudreau, who we all miss and we want back. And hopefully, because he just stayed behind, I'm hoping he'll be back soon. I'm just going to put that in there. But with his, the best part, was the eye contact. Did anybody else just melt? He's got like the brownest of the brown eyes and just melting. Now, I have been so excited this year that Kirill Kaprizov has felt comfortable enough with his English to do more social media content. Because sure, it's one thing, he's the alternate captain now. It's one thing for him to do, you know, the post-game interviews, pre-game interviews. That's expected of him. But to have him also, I guess he didn't speak English in this one. But just to have him be comfortable enough to be in the video, I think is so much fun. And I am looking forward to seeing him do even more. I mean, his little, oi, 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 oi. So funny. Uh, I did not know that that could be a soothing part of an ASMR video, but here we are. And then last but not least in this ASMR video, we had Kalen Addison. I'm going to say I'm a little sad because the only thing he did was unwrap the stick tape. And I am hoping that when the social media team at the wild puts out the extra footage, I am hoping that there was something that he did vocally just because he has a very interesting voice. I think back to the pumpkin spice little video they did in the elevator where uh, Mitch Chafee says, I bet you don't like pumpkin spice lattes or, or something. And Kaylin Addison just goes, no, I like them. He seems like a perfect ASMR voice. So I'm hoping that there's a little bit of that that will be released. So overall, again, I'm not an ASMR person, but I would, I would listen to more, watch more ASMR from the Minnesota wild. Like this was wonderful. And I love the idea. They said, this is going to be a new, uh, series of social media videos, um, hashtag trending wild. And it's going to be sponsored by Mick Golden, which is why they opened a Mick Golden at the beginning. Um, and I just, I like them jumping more on trends. I feel like there are other teams who are really trendy. Like all their social media stuff seems very on trend and not that that has to be for every team, but it's nice to dip your toe into that. 
so I'm kind of interested to see what other things they're going to come up with. And I hope that we see more soon. Um, and the last thing, and I had kind of forgotten about this, but I'm going to bring it up, is they started the Meeting Wild Wednesday, I think they called it, where they put out the kind of getting to know you visual on social media. So this week was Connor Dewar. Again, we all love Connor Dewar. And he his answers were exactly what we thought they were going to be. I will say I like that this year they're branching out a little bit more. I liked last year's, but it seemed very safe. It seemed very, um, you know, they could kind of say very safe answers. And not that this is not safe, but I appreciated that they asked his favorite kind of pasta. Just because that feels like a question that I would ask if I was interviewing them. And I appreciated seeing myself in that uh, interviewer. Uh, but we really got a sense of kind of the, I don't know if I want to say emo side, but kind of that hidden side that we all knew was was in Dewar. You know, having him, the song that he picked for the, the goal song, I personally don't know that song, but I, I get the idea that uh, it's not really... A, a goal song. <laughs> I mean, it's not the type of song that should be played probably at all in a hockey arena. Not because it's bad, just because it doesn't fit the vibes. But you know what? That's what we're here for is talking about the vibes. And I appreciate that Connor Dewar was willing to change the vibes if he could. Uh, so I'm getting to the end. I'm starting to wrap up here. There's a couple things that I wanted to talk about. First was, I think during the hockey season, I... I'm going to go to two podcasts a week. Watch me say that. And then for some reason I don't, but I'm, I'm going to, because I've said that now there's so much that I had on my little notes app. And that I wrote down in my little notebook here to talk about. And I think if I talked about everything, this would be like an hour and a half long. And I just think that's going a little long. You know, I, I I'm kind of shooting for like 40 to 60 minutes. I mean, that's a big range, but you know what, 40 to 60. I listen to podcasts at one and a half speed. So it is what it is. And the other thing I'm hoping to do this week is I got really great feedback from my first episode. Thank you, everybody who listened. Thank you for those who, you know, gave me constructive criticism and also just nice compliments. I appreciated it all. And I am saying I'm, I'm going to work on making it even more professional. So this week, my goal with this episode, and you'll know if I did this by the time you listen to this part, is add a little intro, you know, music slide, whatever, to the podcast. I'm also hoping to get the podcast onto the Inside the Rink um, YouTube channel so that if you would rather uh, watch the video or if you'd rather just access it versus on YouTube versus uh, a podcast catcher, then you will be able to do that. They're also last week, they debuted the episode one of beyond our ice. And I was going to add that into this episode here, but I was watching it on the Bali app on Roku after the game. And for some reason, uh, well, okay, not for some reason. It went, um, I think that was the shootout game. So everything was happening a little later. And they started the episode. 
And then halfway through, it just like shut off and I could not find that episode in the app again. So I'm waiting till it comes onto YouTube. And then I will watch, hopefully this week and by the next podcast, I will discuss. Because I did have some notes on it, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to share till I've seen the whole thing. Now, like I said, I'm recording this on Sunday uh, early afternoon-ish. Today, they're going to play the New Jersey Devils at 4 o'clock. So I'll be watching that, and I'll discuss that in the next podcast. They are also playing the Devils again on Thursday, but at the Excel Center. So it'll be interesting to see the two games back-to-back, see if we get anybody back in the lineup by then, send some recalls back down. You know, we have not gotten gotten a an update on Matt Boldy. He was listed week to week last week, and I don't know. I have not seen anything else. But it would be really exciting if they could just all of a sudden like, hey, Boldy's back. And then we know Spurgeon won't be back by Thursday. And I'm assuming Goligoski will not either. But we have hope for Boldy. And also, again, the, the call-ups are they're doing their job. You know, they are trying. So my plan is to record the next podcast on Wednesday to release either Wednesday night or Thursday morning. Um, I'm trying to keep a schedule at the same time. My life can be very chaotic. So I'm going to keep a loose schedule, a routine, a routine, if you will like uh, goalies, a lot of goalies have. They don't have a, they don't have a, um, it's not a schedule. It's not, it's a routine. So uh, until then, I hope you have fun watching the wild. I hope you enjoy the ASMR video many more times like I have. And I hope you remember to keep the vibes positive. We are here for our hockey team. We're here for any hockey team that you support, whether it's the wild or someone else. But we got to keep the positive vibes. We can criticize and still be positive because this team is trying. They are trying their hardest. And I think the record goes to show for that. Um, We are three, four, and one, I believe. That means that, you know, they've won three. They have, they are working at it. And I think to just dismiss them is not what we need to do. So anyway, uh, from me to you, I will see you again later this week and uh, have fun watching the game.